You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. Okay, we're now into the new year, officially starting to get your feet wet with whatever 2022 looks like. Have you have you written any checks? Are you still writing 2020? Well, who writes checks? But are you signing your name? Are you signing and dating a form? Still writing 2021? I am so ready to put 2021 in the past that I, for once, am writing 2022 on everything just because I'm that ready to go. So I am excited that we have a new year. But as we look back... And, and examine a little further what went on in 2021 and how investments did. As you know, we're doing this outlook for, for 2022 and this look back in 2021. We have to examine a part of the portfolio, part of many people's portfolio, that gets missed or doesn't get as much of the spotlight as it probably should. And we're talking about bonds today. Bonds are a boring part of your portfolio. I don't care what age you are. If you're young and you have bonds, we should probably talk. If you're old and you have bonds, you know, yeah, that's probably a good thing. Now, young and old are subjective terms, I suppose, right? So I don't know how young or old you feel like you need to be when you have bonds, but they are a life raft oftentimes for people's portfolios. When the going gets a little bit choppy, they are there to keep things anchored, if you will. And so that's why bonds oftentimes are a part, important part of the portfolio. And fixed income, we're going to use this term interchangeably, right? Bonds and fixed income, because we're talking about the same thing when we talk about those terms. Fixed income investors really aren't used to a negative total return for their core bond or fixed income portfolio. Uh, and I would describe as the core bond portfolio is generally measured by the Bloomberg's U.S. Aggregate Bond Index, which is like a bond, an index the same way the S&P 500 is an index for stocks. It's a measure of a big basket of, of bonds or fixed income. And bond investors aren't used to negative returns on a year, but that's precisely what happened last year in 2021. Really, last year, rising interest rates were a headwind to bond prices that more than offset the positive returns from coupon income. What do I mean? You get income from your bonds. So let's say you have a bond that pays you 3% a year, but falls in value by 3% in that same year, you are net zero, right? You've had income come in, but it was negated by the falling prices. And in the case of bonds last year, prices of bonds fell more than whatever you were getting paid on your interest from said bonds. So uh, if you consider that notion there, then you can see the index was actually down. The Bloomberg aggregate bond index was down one and a half percent for last year, which is actually only the fourth negative returning calendar year since the index's inception in 1976. And this is actually the first time we've had a negative calendar year from the bond index since 2013. Now, interestingly, uh, 1994 was actually the worst year ever for the index, and it was down. Can you guess? 
1994, the worst year for the index, it was down 2.9%. So not even 3%, 2.9. So that, that's pretty good. I mean, that's twice as bad as what we had last year, but still, you know, stocks can lose that much in a morning of trading, much less an entire year. So it's a good reminder that a bad year in bonds is like a bad day for stocks. But with all of that said, with all that kind of retrospective said, what's likely in store for core fixed income returns in 2022, right? That's the ultimate question here. Now, when I say core returns, we're not talking about high yield bonds, mortgage backs. There is a hundred different kinds of bonds, just like there are lots of different stock categories. There are lots of different bond categories, municipal bonds, which we might talk about in another podcast if you're interested. But we're talking about the core, the core, what we think of when we talk about bonds, which is that anchor in the portfolio. And I think ultimately, it's our view that core fixed income returns likely aren't going to be great here in 2022. Uh, I mean, returns are only part of the equation for bonds. You know, you get capital preservation, uh, liquidity, diversification benefits that core bonds can still kind of be this important asset class in a diversified portfolio. Uh, but really, the bottom line here is that we, as I've mentioned in lots of other podcasts before this one, we expect interest rates to move modestly higher in 2022 uh, based on our near-term inflation expectations. That, and we think that that inflation is going to be above historical trends and improving growth expectations once the impact of COVID-19 recedes is going to keep that going. So our year-end 2022 forecast for the 10-year Treasury yield is somewhere between 1.75% and 2%, which is measurably higher than where we are as we begin this year. But an aging global demographic that needs income, higher global debt levels, and an ongoing bull market in equities might actually keep interest rates from going much higher than that 2% over the next 12 months. Um, I'll post to one of the charts of the day that we have, uh, but you can see that returns for core bond investors are likely to be pretty muted in 2022. Uh, fixed income investors are bound by bond math, which means starting yields are a good estimate for future returns. And with starting yields still low by historical standards, returns are really likely to be low as well. In fact, if neither interest rates nor spread levels change over the course of this year, the index will return approximately its starting yield, which as of the end of 2021 was about 1.75%. So that's not really inspiring, right? But I think because we think interest rates could move modestly higher and we think spreads could stay where they are or even tighten marginally, core fixed income returns could be flat to slightly positive for the year. So not great returns, better than last year. But not great returns, I think, if you're really trying to shoot shoot for the moon in your portfolio. So when you ask, well, why then would we hold bonds if we're going to have flat to slightly, modestly, barely higher returns in 2022? Well, one answer is we can't tell the future, right? There's no way of knowing exactly. And the other kind of part of this is to say, well, okay, the alternative might be stocks or something else, but if... China in or if China invades Taiwan, Russia invades Ukraine, uh, we've got a midterm election where we've got an entire body of Congress running around the country saying how bad things are and that they're the only ones who can fix it, right? We're, we're going to have lots of bumps in the road, particularly with uh, valuations being what they are. We're going to have bumps in the road that's going to cause the markets to pull back. On average, three, 5% drops in a year. 
on average, one 10% or more drop in a year. Bonds help stabilize your portfolio from the ups and downs and actually allow you to stick with things. Because if your risk tolerance is lower than all in with your chips in the middle of the table, then bonds can help when the market's dropping 20%, maybe you're down less than that or even half of that, right? You're evening out your returns, allowing for some sleep, some peace of mind, some stability in the portfolio, and even some liquidity where if you do want to kind of pretend to be a trader, you can take from some of your bonds and add to some of your stocks on some of those dips. So bonds play a part here. Just because the returns last year were negative, which is rare, and because the returns in 2022 are likely to be mediocre, can we say that? Mediocre returns, not great, but positive returns. That doesn't mean we just want to cut and run and go racing in to the more aggressive parts of the portfolio if that doesn't fit your tolerance for risk and if that doesn't fit where you are in life. You know, I if you don't need to hit home runs every time, settle for some singles and some doubles. I hate sports analogies because they not everybody cares about sports the way some of us do. But it's true, right? You don't if you've saved and you budget and you're and you're smart with your money, you don't need to hit these massive returns year after year and you will never time things perfectly. I will tell you that right now. And so this notion where that you're going to time your way between bonds and stocks, it's just not going to work. Um, and if you think it is, our office is probably not the place for you. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to finish my rant on still having bonds in the portfolio, even though the prospects for returns maybe aren't so hot for 2022. If you have questions about what you've heard in this podcast, shoot us an email, info at FordFG.com. My name is Brian Ullman. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.